What's good to find gang gang? All right, so some of you who are with me know that I proposed a new schedule. So this is going to be my first Man Crush Monday where I'm pulling a card from the Divine Masculine deck and we're going to just explore the different masculine prototypes. I think a lot of us are single, um, but it's going to be important for us to know how the masculines are showing up and if it's something that resonates with us, if we're matching their frequency, if we're balancing out the divine, you know, aspect of it too, because we need to balance out our divine masculine side. So super duper excited. I'm going to go ahead. I already cleared the energy before I um, got on the podcast, but I just want to do it again uh, before I start to shuffle the cards. Um, I was watching some pretty dark stuff and I don't want it to show up on the energy. So I want to be more intentional about protecting that. So I'm just going to go ahead and um, reset one moment. Mm, that's so pretty. All right, so we did that. Gonna go ahead and shuffle. All right, so let's just give it a couple of seconds to see what pops out, and we'll take it from there. Um, what kind of masculine archetype is gonna be our first man crush Monday? Is it gonna be someone who's, you know, uh, karmic or catalyst or higher law? type of thing and we'll get to know the energies more as we move forward because I'm still learning them myself um I just read from the book as as much as I can until the 30 minute segment is up so I'm going to keep these short and up to 30 minutes but you'll want to stay tuned for future man crush Mondays and I've learned not to rush the yep there we go all right telling you Loki which is play I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. So the first um, masculine that's coming out for for um, Man Crush Monday in terms of a divine masculine archetype is the um, God. So I'm pulling from the from the deck Goddess Gods and Titans by Stacy DeMarco. Um, does it say how many are in the deck? No, but. Um, the name of the god is Loki, L-O-K-I, and the word below it is play. And it is playful energy. I love it for Man Crush Monday going in. Um, the way I would describe him is so the energy is is like it's yellow and gold in the background. Um, it's a muscular guy. He has a tattoo on his left arm that's like in a circle. And he has head, har- head armor with like two... Things the horns are coming out on the side, but they're not going up like you normally would think on a on a helmet. They're out to the side, so it is kind of does look a little funny. So I think that kind of taps into the playful part. He has one finger up to his mouth, like you know, um, um, oh goodness, what's the name of that movie? The the spy who shagged me, and there's the mini me, and he has one finger up to his mouth, um, like shh, but it's not his pinky; it's his pointing finger. Um, and he has a horn in front of him, him. So you guys know I do most of these at, at night. Um, he does look a little bit mischievous. <clears throat> All right. So let's pull up on from the guidebook who Loki is. And if this is a 
um, divine masculine archetype that we recognize around us. And like I said, divine feminines, we want to balance out our feminine and masculine side. So let's take a look at it. So L, <laughs> don't laugh at me, 385. Okay. Okay, so it says here, look at the lighter side of the situation. Rediscover your sense of humor and play. Okay? I love it. It says, let's let's get into the story. It's a little bit long, but yeah, let's just get into the story um, behind him. So it's kind of story time. Settle in, kids. Settle in, settle in. Huddle up, huddle up. Okay. So it says, Loki is a trickster god. Tricksters are those gods who, through tricking, shape-shifting, playing the fool, or simply playing, become teachers in the lessons of life. That's a whole mouthful that is deep. Mm. In this way, they humble the powerful, expose the unjust, and balance imbalances. Mm. Loki plays his trickster role superbly and is featured in many stories in Norse mythology. One story that displays Loki's talents is of the theft of Thor's magical hammer. Magellaner? Ooh, you guys are going to kill me. I know who Thor is, but I never try to say the hammer. <laughs> um, Thor awoke one morning to find his hammer missing. Little did he know that King Primar had stolen it to blackmail the gods into granting him the hand of the goddess Freya in marriage. Thor asked Loki for help. After borrowing Freya's winged cloak to help speed things up a bit, Floki flew around until he came upon King Primar. Acting innocent to the plot, Loki soon ascertained that the hammer was buried underground, and he relayed Primer's ultimatum to Thor. After visiting Freya again and learning from her that she would certainly not marry King Primer, the Norse gods gathered to discuss their strategy. It was suggested that Thor disguise himself as Freya. Covered in a bridal veil, he could possibly get close enough to his hammer to regain it. Thor was outraged, but the clever Loki convinced him of the wisdom of this play. <laughs> what? I've never heard of this. Um, and so the bride, and quote-unquote bride, which was Thor in a veil, was presented, and King Primar happily greeted them and invited them to a great fe feast. Thor, ever the big warrior, began to shovel <laughs> he began to shovel the food through his veil at a great rate, prompting Primer to question Frey's hunger. <laughs> Loki confidently answered that Freya had starved herself in eagerness for the coming nuptials. Unable to control his lust, Primer then peeked behind the veil only to be met with a set of fiery, savage eyes not fit for a maiden. <laughs> the king again questioned Loki about his bride, and Loki smiled and told Primer it was because she hadn't slept for eight nights in her excitement at meeting him. Oh, God. 
Finally, it was time for the ceremony. The king's men brought out Magellaner, which I think is um the the hammer, right? Uh, to lay it on Freya's lap to sanctify her prior to the marriage vows. Of course, Thor now had his chance. He grabbed his hammer and threw off his gown. Thor defeated Primer and all his people, all because of Loki's rather clever prank. <laughs> Loki was also equipped to aid his trickery. As a shapeshifter, he has few rivals. Stories claim he can change into a seal, a woman, a fish, a horse, and even a horsefly. It is wise to take a leaf out of Loki's book and find a way to laugh at your troubles. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys, I love it. I love it. It says, it is a great talent to find the humor in any circumstance. Should Loki call you, look at the lighter side of the situation. There always is one. Ask yourself, when is the last time I actually laughed, played? Or did something downright silly. There is much freedom in this. Oh my goodness, you guys. This is... Uh, I love it. I love that I went with it. I went that we jumped into the story. Um, in spite of everything that's going on around us. And, you know, I've been talking a little bit about the dark side of the divine feminine, right? And the pragmatic stuff. The logics. The numbers the odds, the Scorpio side, which is the, you know, from the ashes. But on the rise to the phoenix and as the eagle ascends, right, as we go through this divine journey, even our divine masculines are encouraging us to balance it out with a little bit of laughter. In the middle of this whole pandemic and everything that's going on, Let's just take a little time to laugh. This is a great time to do it as I'm recording this message. It is, um, what date are we looking at? I know we're in November, but you guys, I lose track of my days, <laughs> to be honest. Um, today's the 8th, but um, we're in a space where Mercury and Jupiter are direct. So things are going well, and Jupiter amplifies the energy, you know, um, and expands everything. So just a little laughter. It doesn't mean that, you know, we have difficult situations. I mean, Thor needed to get his hammer back, right? That's like, that's everything to him. It was an existential crisis for him. Like he needed to get his hammer back. Stuff needed to get done. And there had to be a whole mastermind to it. One of the things, you know, Good and bad is I love that there's a strategy behind it. That's very much masculine and um, logical and practical part of it. Mastermind. How do you get from A to B? How does the opponent think? How does the other person think? You know, I had just finished reading the book, um, How the Rich Think, Chapter 3. And it was talking about leveraging the resources and um, outthinking your competitors, this is very much that energy, you know? You have to think about how does the competitor think? What are the resources? How can we take advantage of the, the occasion that is around us? Okay, he's supposed to be getting married. All right, let's set up the scenario. 
we're going to put you in place. You're going to be close by to, to ask him, you know, answer any questions that he has and have a response in place that if they ask you, if this, then why? Right. And you've thought through, okay, he's going to get to the point of this, of the, of the ceremony where he's going to put it in her lap and that's going to be your opportunity. And we have to get you in under these guises, masterminding, coming up with a plan. I would like to think no one else really got hurt outside of Thor got his hammer back. Um, one of the things too, I love because, you know, there's a saying for divine feminines or just feminism in, in general. I'm every woman. I feel like in Empress energy, you're every woman, you're domestic goddess. You're running an empire. You're aware of the finances, the food, the decor, um, and what it means to run a household and to run a business and to run an empire, to raise your children, right? You've got to be alert in all areas. And it talks a little bit to the shape-shifting aspect. Um, I think that the more you ascend, you learn to take on more parts. One of the things I love about natal charts that I don't think a lot of people fully understand is um, in your natal chart, you were made up of so many other things. You're not just your sun sign. You have your north node. You have your rising sign. You have your moon. You have your mercury, all of these other things. And so once you start to understand, you know, why the Aquarius in your life is showing up a certain way and you look at how it affects you and your house and the degrees, you start to learn how to ascend in those areas. Me learning to ascend is learning how to communicate with you and strategize with you from a, you know, as a divine masculine with more logic and practicality and masterminding, learning to deal with you as an Aquarius where it's, I think Aquarius is a little bit more of the playful signs, learning to be like a Leo that's confident and happy to show up and be on the scene, you know, to be Pisces, which is to be spiritual and to think about, you know, one of the things like with even Pisces is they have to learn as they ascend to embody all of the different 12 signs before them. Very difficult path, right? Um, with Virgo, learning how to deal with all my finances, right? So this divine masculine archetype is showing us how he mastered um, the shape-shifting, adapting, being fluid, because even in both archetypes, I think with divine feminine and divine masculines, we tend to be rigid. It's one way. There's only one way. And and it's kind of like thinking about, I am the god of, who was Thor? Was he the god of thunder? <laughs> you know? Um, Another cool thing that just when I thought about that is, uh, oh, let me finish the thought. So god of thunder, it's like he could have just stayed stuck with that. With Loki, he could have just stayed stuck with one thing, but you learn to embody different things to get ahead, you know? But one of the things when we were reading How the Rich Think, uh, one of the lines in there was saying that you surround yourself with advisors, right? And so here's Thor. He's in a difficult situation. Thor, all he can concentrate on, is he, he, he wants his hammer. He don't care how, when, or he, he's like, he didn't like the idea of having to dress as a bride, but listen, he need to get his hammer, get him his hammer, but he surrounded himself with the council of advisors who understood what he was up against, who gave him advice, who were there to help him to get the goal accomplished, right? 
So I think that this one is just short and sweet and to the point. Um, one of the things I feel like it's going to be important for this community, whoever is with me, to just go with me in the flow because all of the lessons go hand in hand in hand. How the rich think. Okay, we studied that. We looked at that. And now it starts to get practical. Um, one of the things I talk, I'm going to be doing moving forward with the schedule is Monday, we look at how the rich think. Monday is man crush Monday. We look at the archetype. We're single. So we're going to be looking for these type of things in our divine masculine. Is he playful? Is he comfortable taking on different roles? Does he listen to his advisors? Um, does he have a master plan and a mastermind? Divine feminine, are you balancing out those things without yourself? Tuesday, we go into twin flame talks. We're going to look at the conversations we need to have. And as we visualize us having the conversations, um, yes, there's going to be a purging process, an ascension process where you're thinking about how you get from where you are to where you really want to be by the time you're having that conversation with your twin. It helps with the visualization process because one of my key phrases moving forward is going to be um, think it, see it, have it, right? Something along those lines. So as I'm helping you go through the visualization of how your divine masculine is going to show up, you're going through the conversations you're going to have with them. It's going to have no other choice but to manifest into your life. Going into Thursdays, we're going to talk more about finances and wealth and entrepreneurship. And Loki might show up again. So you're going to want to hear how his story unfolds for the rest of us. Friday, we go into the Divine Feminine. Let's see who the Divine Feminine is in relation to Loki on Friday. Okay, and then we go into sensual Saturdays where I'm, I just ordered the deck, the sex magic tarot, and look at the scenario that pulls up there. But it's going to be a continual process, right? This will stand alone on its own for those of you who come in, get the message and get out. But for the rest of my community, let's start to see how the picture unfolds, how the story unfolds. I'm going to go ahead and read here since we do have a little bit of time. Um, the symbols that are here are horses, bound man, and snakes. That's interesting. Um, I don't remember anything about the snakes. But that's something for you to think about. Um, let me look at the... What else is here? Um... Let's go into the invocation, okay? So class is let out, but for those of you who want to stay back, let's look at the invocation. It said, should you want a little mischief or more play in your life, why not invoke Loki over? One wonderful day to honor Loki is April. Or it would be a month, right? <laughs> oh, April 1st. April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. Got it. Okay, because I'm reading by dark, you guys. So it says, one wonderful day to honor Loki is April 1st, but you can invite more fun into your life whenever you need it. Go outside where it's okay to make a bit of a mess. Shake up a can of soda and open it. <laughs> it will squirt all over the place. Call Loki as you do this. He will love it. You guys, I'm not the biggest fan. Now, if you really like this is tell you just how mischievous I am. I just told you I'm not a fan. But if you go, go ahead and do it. This is what you do, boo. Go get you a Mentos, okay? Open a can of Coca-Cola, 
drop the Mentos in there and then shake it up and then <laughs> open it and just make sure it's not pointing at you so you're not, you know, you don't want to have it pointed at your face or your teeth because it, it will amplify the explosion. You can look at YouTube videos, what happens when you put the Mentos. Like, it's so funny. That's my personality. Like, and I have I have three younger brothers and I have done stuff like this before. Like I'm not I'm not with the shits, but listen, if you're gonna have fun and turn up, I know how you could turn all the way up, okay, and just be safe. That's big sis. Like be safe. This is what you gonna do. Turn up, but <laughs> That's so silly. Okay, so it says here, this is the invocation. It's kind of like a um a poem. So let me just read through it. So it says, Loki, 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 I call you thrice. Show me laughter and be nice. I know you'll trick me if it's right, if it's right. Loki, Loki, play tonight. <laughs> now tell Loki how you wish to bring more play and humor into your life. Perhaps you have a problem that isn't going away and you need to find a solution. Mm. Maybe you need to see the lighter side of a situation or not take things so seriously. Ask Loki to show you a way that is fun and effective. And then the rest of the, the invocation says, Loki, I thank you one last time. <sighs> Trick and you'll treat trickster divine. And this, I'm laughing because we are in Scorpio um, energy right now as I'm recording this, but we just passed Val, um, Halloween. And I, I don't know if a lot of you guys know, but I was born on Halloween. The funny thing is, grew up in a Christian household, so we didn't celebrate Halloween. But <laughs> I'm just having fun with this. Why not? And I hope that for first man crush monday you guys like this journey sometimes i feel like this is so timely because i can my personality and i know that um if this resonates with you it shows up for you in certain ways the divine feminine journey divine journey even for masculines can feel so hard and full of burdens and how do we figure things out and there's gender wars and incel wars and um, you know, even for me figuring out what it means to be a black woman, should I bring it up? Should I not talk about it? Can I talk about it? Um, will I fall in love? Have I ascended? Have I manifested? Can I manifest fast enough? What if I, you know, haven't been as kind as I should be or as loving as I should be? And what if I'm not exactly where I wanted to be? I should have manifested abundance of wealth in the 3D already, and it can get frustrating and hard right? But we're being reminded to just be playful about it. I think that's such beautiful energy to think about. And if you kind of feel like, even as I'm recording this, I'm like, no, but we have to be strict. There has to be a regimen. There has to be a formula to be playful with it. And there was a, a part here, it says, it says, perhaps you have a problem that isn't going away and you need to find a solution. Um, if you've been following with me on the the chapters of how the rich think, he talks about how we address problems, problem solving. And so, um, if, you know, uh, chapter two was nonlinear, non-conventional, it's not the old way of doing things, right? And so if this, taking a playful approach 
is definitely nonlinear, right? It, it's it's outside of the box, but it's it's talking about divine masculine, the ascended version, the ascended archetype. I think this message is important for divine masculines too, um, because sometimes it, it, they can get into where things are so practical and concentrated, you know. The average divine masculine is going to be the Thor. All he knows is he's worked, you know, to get this hammer. His whole life is about the hammer, and that's his sole primary focus. But divine masculines just allow a little bit of the, the. When you look at things through a different lens, it can help you solve. You know, and it's one of those things where I think even for divine masculine, your thought is, I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna tear everybody up, I'm gonna. You, how dare you take my um my hammer and you're matching macho with macho macho um you know head on mano a mano like i'm a tear because think about it i know if i had to kind of tap into my masculine side i'd been like oh i am coming for everybody like i'm gonna tear shit up Ooh, right but it's like they're already kind of knowing that you're going to come at them with that energy. It's almost a little bit of the Trojan horse kind of play. They didn't even see it coming. <laughs> and one of the things I did kind of want to mention, but without taking away too much from the playful energy, you know, um, I've been talking about how there was one podcast where I just kind of had fun with it and I was playful. And I said, sis, if the vi- if a masculine asks you what you bring to the table, air hustle him air hustle him because at this point he just wants to be manipulated he just wants to be played he just wants you to tell him what he wants to hear so let him have it (laughs) and that's what this energy the guy that was going into the marriage was in his eyes were telling him that's not his bride everything that he was seeing that's not acting like a divine feminine you invited her to the table. I'm pretty sure that Thor is this big, muscular, taller guy. Your your bride is supposed to be small, petite, and tiny and move a certain way. But you still took her in. You still invited her to the table. And you started to see her scarf down the food. And you question it, but she air hustled you until and the friend's telling you, nah, it's okay. It's just, um, she's just hungry. But your intuition told you otherwise, but you're not seeing. And then you saw her for yourself and you saw and you know and you compared to kind of the things that you know should be in line. But because someone else told you and she's telling you with this, this, that, and the third, you're opening yourself up to be air hustled and manipulated. Right? Talking about being playful, you got played. Right? I just love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna close out here. So that's her first man crush Monday. Playful. Definitely maybe giggle. Um A. Some of the best dates they make you giggle, you know, <laughs> and make you think and bring the laughter and solve solutions in a in a nonlinear way. Right? Because Thor got his hammer. I know he was happier than him. <laughs> Thor got his hammer. Loki is, 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 you know, 
That's his friend right there. So, and again, you want to remember, who do you have in your council and in your advisors, your network, net worth, your social capital? Talked about it that in the um, book, How, How the Rich Think. It's come up several times, but definitely chapter three, book of advisors. Okay, it's going to sign off, going to charge you with love going to charge you with the love of your life and the love of your life is you boo show so show up for yourself going to charge you with light I'm going to charge you with black light because black light illuminates the invisible we'll talk about all of the things that are not really talked about on this divine feminine divine masculine twin flame journey on our pursuit to mission and happiness and fulfillment going to charge you with health with wealth, with wisdom, and prosperity. I love each and every one of you. And until the next podcast, peace.